is a demon-choked kingdom shrouded in the plague mists, and it lies somewhere between the deepest blunder-beast pit in the ghoul-haunted woodland of Weir and the tallest of the Yargalic spires in the scintillating plateaus of Ulge. It is a fair land where warriors and warlocks battle abominations for treasure and glory. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the great Eldritch Theater Dungeons and Dragons Quarantine Podcast. All right. Cutlet holds up a little pink hoof. Actually, hold on a sec, you guys. Come on out, everybody. And as you watch, all the stuffies not named Poe step out of Cutlet's PJ pocket, each with a Brilliant. cheerful look of determination on their face and a crowbar in their paw or hoof or whatever. And after a nod hello, they immediately get to work on tearing down the dam. And Cutlet says, That's it, gang. Remember what Poe said. Weaken the foundations first. Yeah. Tear down that wall. So, so then as they're working, as they're working, <laughs> I am going to summon Nesbitt, my familiar again. Only instead of bringing him back Brilliant. as an imp, I'm going to bring him back as a gazer while they're still at work. So he appears, the floating eyeball with the eyeball stalks, and I'll quickly paint him gold and stick a cardboard <laughs> beak on him and say, Now, Nesbitt, you stupid thing, get to work. Help them tear down the dam with your telekinetic ray, you lazy phoenix. And I'll give him a boot to the behind and have him help the stuffies. Okay. Brilliant. So while you guys are resting... Um, let's make this a let's make this a long rest because they have quite a bit of work to do. <laughs> and by the time they're finished, or at least well on their way, there comes a point where Cutlet takes the position again and says, "Now, where were we? All oh, right, ha <laughs> Everybody, hop in. Think of Pole Bear, and then uh, we'll see you there. All right." I'll All go. right, Asil, you hop in. Asil, then let us go together. Take my hand. We should go together <laughs> hand in hand. What? Why is your hand so slimy? What have you because been... Because I don't trust you. Let's go. I don't want to <laughs> keep you out of my sight. So you... Uh, the realm inside Cutlet's pocket can be only... It really can only be described as kind of a, a warm expanse that... To each each of you <laughs> reflects uh, in your mind um, a place of safety, like all of Selena's aside. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a nice place. Rue, come sit next to me in here. It's oh, it's mm. nice and cozy. Amit, get your slimy hands away. <laughs> Why are they so slimy? <laughs> they're not slimy. They're dry, like <laughs> parchment paper <laughs> from a. Barbary. I mean a library. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> you so went there. So all right. As instructed, you all think of Paul Bear, and a fold in space appears before you, beyond which you hear some familiar voices. And squeezing out of Paul Bear's pocket, <laughs> it's kind of tough. Yeah. Something like being born. And you, you have this you have this longing for the safeness that you're leaving behind. You 
rise to your feet and you see standing on the wall, you are on the wall that separates old from new Bosford. And in front of you, surrounded by a battalion of sated, is your dentist, Sanguininsky. He's also your barber and many other things. Looking past him <laughs> and over the city, you see nothing but empty streets. And beyond the city walls, a cloud of dust moves towards the city like a dread sort of sandstorm. And you can imagine, you know that this is probably the bl- the Blunder Beast army on its way. Even though it's relatively far away, you can feel its approach resonating in the stones beneath your feet. So Sanguininsky steps forward. He steps forward and he says, They will be here in less than half hour. Is not welcome you may be hoping for. And on the wall in full battle gear and looking decidedly excited, you also see Fella, the orc. He kind of looks at you, Amic, and gives a little bit of a wink. Now give a little wink back, you frisky thing. Do you guys um, isn't have any this questions the guy that took anything? like five pints of blood for me? Not Fella, but the sanguine, the name that is obviously about blood. Uh, it was the it was the priest at the at the no. the flea temple. Okay. Just wondering yeah. if I need to be a little aware of my arteries. Yeah, this is. Uh, but you know, as but also, why is why hey, is the flea? Oh, I do have a question. Go ahead. Why is Fella on the side of Sanguininsky when Fella was clearly working for the, mm. the vampire wannabes previously? Fella, what's the deal? And I'll turn myself back into the sexy female orc <laughs> to ask that question. Uh, like, what's the deal? You were working for, like, the vampire before, Madame, and he almost fed us to land shark. And how come you're on the he's side just of the make, good he's guys, just gotta make it weird. Pie? I will ask. He's, he looks at you and he says, here's the thing. The walls, that's our job. We just protect him. We weren't working for no vampires. We're working for the city. Yeah. Never mind, <laughs> if that army comes over the walls, I'm out of a job, see? Yeah. The walls and all the walls that have been made by Lady Wellmet, they will be fine for a little while. But it's only a matter of time if what your little stuffy acquaintance here says is true about them things, you won't be able to hold them off for long. And he's pointing to Paul Bear. Paul Bear is standing there trying hard not to be stepped on. Oh, by the way, I think we should inform you that the the stuffies are pulling down the dam as we speak. Wonderful. So um, I think fellow is like, well, they better get on that. I'm not sure how long we can hold these bastards back. And he gives a little salute to you, and he gives a salute to Sanguininsky, and Sanguininsky gives him a nod, and Fella buggers off, running toward the uh, the walls, and uh, you can't see his troops, but uh, you know they're in for a big fight. Sanguininsky uh, is standing there though, and he's got a. He's got an expression of uh, so. What's up on your on his face? So we have half an hour. Maybe 
we can build a trap. So when the Blunderbeast army arrives, we can kill some of them with the trap. So we won't all be wiped out immediately. <laughs> what do we think of that idea? I think it's actually Wait, a pretty good idea. And she what says about, that, like, and I, I start to blush <laughs> and feel I, more conflicted. I would think they are particularly susceptible to fire, no? Well, they are made of wood. That's not a bad idea. Why, thank you. <laughs> I'm so confused. I blush more and start to shake. So, yeah, I'm surprised. What if we make a big sort of fire moat? At the bottom of the wall, we dig a big fire moat so when they arrive, they're all caught up in the fire because they're made of wood. Yes, Kyle, Keith, Keith, Keithly Kyle was made of wood before he was killed, right? The first Blunderbeast? Sanguininsky says, That is a good idea. I will be <gasps> taking care of Oh my that. goodness. I will be doing that thing with pit and lots of fire. But also, we have an idea, and he points over. He points over toward the silver spire now, over to um, old Bosford, and you see that there are thousands of zombies, kind of walking around aimlessly, but but oh, but fucking but zombies. centered around the silver spire, and. Flitting around the silver spire are two Yargaliches, two of these helicopter helmeted gorillas. And Sanguininsky says, The zombies are being coordinated by someone in spire. Again, thanks to this tiny bear thing, we know this person is probably famed Pomeransky. So um, he offers you this. He suggests that um, an assault on Pomeransky by you guys, coordinated with Fella and the trap that you had the idea for at the wall, on top of some protection for the people who have all evacuated is sort of in order like that that there has to be a kind of three-prong approach and while he's giving you these sort of details this idea that he has in mind he looks down and um oh this is interesting did anyone pick up did anyone pick up the pearls that neferata had around her neck no no me uh oh (laughs) yes i did (laughs) Totally. First thing I did was pick up the pearls that I completely (laughs) noticed and I'm not hearing about for the first time right now. Oh, it's true. I I saw him. I I totally saw him do it. There they are. The pearls that match the one that was ripped from the back of Kyle's head before he went limp. I remember now. I remember now. I remember the pearls and and, and Amic picking them up. Clear as mud. In fact, Nesbit <laughs> Nesbit has been carrying them in his saddlebags. Nesbit, bring me the pearls. <laughs> and I take the pearls, and I take the one that was ripped out of Kyle's neck, which I also have. Okay. 
and I examine them. All right. Well, sangu- as you're looking at them, Sanguininsky uh, saddles up beside you and he says, um, these are not being regular pearls. I know, you moron. That's why I picked them up and paid close attention to them. <laughs> Stupid bug. These are horrible. <laughs> do you know Do you know what they are, Sanguinitsky, or do I have to identify them myself? Uh, he, he says, I'm knowing what they are, not because I'm knowing what they are, but because I feel what they are being. These these are soul pearls. Each is containing a tormented soul. Ew. I love that. Are they all filled up, or can we fill them ourselves? Each, uh, he examines them, each one seems to have a soul inside of it. Including the also, it's, I, it's used. It's used. I don't including like the, where that was going. <laughs> including the one that uh, was ripped from Kyle. In Kyle's soul is in there? Why did my voice just get so high? <laughs> I think I think because you love him. I really do. Well, then oh, I... Kyle, can you hear me? And I call to him into the pearl. Kyle! Kyle! I hope you're all right in there. We're going to get you out. <laughs> Hopefully find you a body. So then we'll put Kyle's pearl on the ground. Okay. Uh, and and Rue, you hit the pearl with the your magic sword. That I can do. See if you can destroy it. Let the soul out. So May I please hit it? Yes. Uh, it's not moving and you're really good with the sword, so let's just say you hit it. And the I mean, yes, let's. <laughs> the moment you do, you bring it down, the edge of it of its magically imbued blade touches the edge of the pearl, which um, sort of bends almost almost like it's a soap bubble. Huh. And there's a brief moment where the surface tension holds, and then as you pull back the sword, it pops. And this mm. kind of shimmer, almost as if sort of like heat rising off of the pavement, but colorized, forms in front of your eyes and then blows away in the breeze. Did did everybody else see that? Uh, can I reach out to it with my with my awakened mind and see if I can talk to it as it disappears? Sure. You okay, can. so you saw that too. <laughs> Not just a drunken pirate. Okay. <laughs> hello, hello. Hello, misty thing. Hello, are you there? We, what are you? No, you, you can't, you can't Nothing? reach out to it. No, rats. Damn it. Well, but you just hit the one pearl. Yeah, I'm happy to hit them all. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good thing because they just float away. It seems rather anticlimactic. <laughs> if their souls in yeah. torture inside the pearl, maybe we want to keep them in there. We don't know. Maybe let's leave it for now. <laughs> okay. I sheathe my sword and slump my shoulders, and there's a Charlie Brown music. <laughs> can I can I reach any with can I reach any of the mines inside the pearls? No, unfortunately, no. They you get a sense, you know, using your awakened mind, you do get a sense that there are um, individuals in there, but it is distant and far away. It's almost like they're not on this plane. Mm. 
So mm. as you are contemplating that. Are they dead? I can speak with the dead. <laughs> Just so oh, you know, that's something I can totally, totally do. <laughs> do it all the time. Everybody's got to have a hobby. It's totally normal. As you're all looking at the pearls, you notice that in your midst, there is another warforged. Someone who has kind of shouldered their way in, and Sanguininsky puts a helpful um, hand on his back and kind of nudges him forward. He looks like a construction worker. He's wearing hip waders, and he is covered in grease. Sanguininsky introduces him to you. His name is Wrench, and apparently. He knows a way to the spire using the sewers beneath the old city. And he, he steps up and he says, My name is Branch. I'm not a fighter, but I know I know those penny ante tunnels like the back of my hand. There is a way into the spire, one that Pabaransky disregards because because of the gas, see? And I'll bet you dollars to donuts. He's not a big fan of the ghouls that hang around there too. So you want to lead us through sewers that are infested with ghouls to fight a giant evil thing that can rip out our hearts and eat us? Pomeransky points to the thousands of zombies that are surrounding the spire. And he says... Pomeransky points? Yeah, sorry. You mean... My, <laughs> the other Polish. Oh, Polish. <laughs> Sanguininsky points to the crowd... And he says, you, you are not going to make it above ground. Here, Wrench here will be showing you way. He's been spending better part of day clearing path, blocking entry points. It won't last long, but... And Wrench is like, if we leave now, we should be okie-dokie. What are we waiting for? And I... I give him a slap on the greasy shoulder and tell him to lead the way. I trust him. (laughs) I I would pun intended. (laughs) He's he tend to agree. He is uh, just to give you a clear picture. He he looks a lot more metal than um, than Vessel does. Oh damn it! There goes my wood pun. Such a wasted opportunity. He does. He does have some wood, uh, but his um, his construction, maybe because he's doing more labor type of work, is primarily uh, metal, and it makes. I still think it's a good oh, idea. Nice. No, no, oh. no. Uh, no. Guys, I was my long rest. trying to think of a metal pun before you came up with that. When I would be. <laughs> Envy. Of course not. Of course not. My, my long rest just has me sharp, you know, just at the, the top of my game. Want to hear another? Well, he lets you iron things out. <laughs> Wrench steps back and he gives a little tap of his foot. He's been standing on top of a manhole cover. He lifts it up and offers you a hand to lower you down into the, uh, the tunnels. Right. Let's just check first. Sanguininsky, are you on top of the fire moat project? I'm going to do fire moat. Yes, great idea, golden gold man. 
good. <laughs> Thank you, see? It's nice to be recognized. We will also be sending Sate to protect the people who are evacuated. They are in special room beneath city. Hopefully they can ride this out if the walls come coming down. With that, he uh, gives a nod to the sated who leap off in different directions. Some go toward the zombies. Some go toward the walls. And some disappear off in another direction, which you can only assume leads them down to the area where the humans have been evacuated. But as they're leaping down, Sanguinitsky says, I'm wondering, these poros, could maybe they have something to do with zombies? Oh, that's a very good hint. Tell us more. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Well, zombies are dead, stupid, and their souls in the pearls. And maybe if we put the pearls and the zombies together, they'll be less pestilent. Sanguininsky looks a bit crestfallen as he considers how many zombies that his sated have killed, have exterminated. But how big is this necklace? Well, I'm wondering, maybe there is more pearls. Oh. What happening if all of these people, all of them could be restored? If we finding pearls, I'm wondering, maybe we not kill zombies. With chance, maybe they be getting soul back. And he he gives a little... Uh, Stop, Sanguinisky, stop. Stop, this is important. I once heard a story about an island named Plum (laughs) where there was a zombie outbreak and people thought as you did. They kept their zombie wives in the kitchen making bread even though they were zombies and the zombie mailmen delivering things and a great feud broke out on the island of Plum because people thought they could fix the zombies and bring the zombies back to life. And you know what? It never works. Everyone dies. Handsome soldiers get shot (laughs) in the head by snipers and terrible things happen. The best thing to do with zombies is forget them and kill them as fast as you can. Whatever these pearls do, we'll keep them around and maybe if they work, whatever. But don't think twice about it. Thinking about rehabilitating zombies is a dead (laughs) end and a mistake. And I assure you, I say, I have this from the master. It is a mistake. Is this something you read in the library? Yes, it was a book called Survival of the Dead by the great zombie um, um, scholar Georgeris Romeris. And if anyone can hear me tell the story, I suggest they all rush out to the library and get this story themselves. It is the greatest Maritime, Western, Chuck Jones-inspired zombie horror adventure comedy ever written in the ancient library of Old Bosford. 
I, I once saw Easter egg, Easter egg, Easter egg, Easter egg, Easter egg. I once saw a group of uh, traveling bards who performed. Oh yes, that that story. Yeah. It's fascinating to see it instead of just reading it. You know, it's, well, it's uh, true. You know, one of the bards was very, very handsome. The one who dies on page forty-five. Next, anyway, let's get. Easter egg, Easter egg, Easter egg, Easter egg. So Sanguinitsky is nodding. He's listening. He hears your sage advice, and he says, "Maybe you're being right. I'm telling you, I am. But maybe blunder beasts, maybe souls from blunder beasts can be returned. Well, that's worth a try." But I'm telling you, if we're threatened by any zombies, we're definitely killing. He gives an headshot. He, he gives an idea. He says, "Much to consider, everybody, go." And as he says that, you see that the the sandstorm is approaching closer. Wrench is already down the hole, and he uh, beckons you all to follow him. You find yourself now, um, after climbing down the height of the wall in the tunnels uh, beneath Old Bosford. Uh, Wrench shows you that he has indeed been quite busy. All of the uh, entryways that intersected with this long path that he's cleared have been blocked with uh, anything he could find. Old furniture, pieces of metal, earth. In some places he has uh, detonated some sort of explosive and uh, uh, caved in a tunnel. You walk for maybe about 15 minutes until you come to what he says is the last door the door that if you take if you go through you'll be able to access the silver spire unfortunately just as he shows you the door one of the blockades maybe about 60 feet away from you falls in a horde of ghouls these very human looking very fast very hungry and very manic creatures start to um, tumble down the hall toward you uh, you are in front of this door but it is locked i need someone to um to try to open this door i'll okay. do it All right. uh, roll your d20 do a strength ability check for me here while the door is being opened, I have a, just a quick question. The ghouls, they're, they qualify as undead? Oh, yeah. I whip out my loot. The magic one, not the one you guys hate. And I begin <laughs> hey! to play. Okay. So I'm going to roll a group thing because they are kind of hive-minding it here. Uh, <laughs> as, um, as you pull out your loot... You see the one in the front. It uh, its eyebrow raises, and your fingers uh, strum across the strings. All of you, you don't hear a thing. He holds out his arms. He, she, it holds out its arms, and all of them stop and kind of cock their ears. What is the roll on the strength saving throw for the um, for the door? Uh, my roll was a twelve. But then, uh, do you say there's a modifier? Yes, add your strength modifier. Uh, I have no strength modifier. Wow. I have a zero. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm very small. You guys. Can I push her out of the way? <laughs> I have sleight of hand and I'm okay, super so strong. Why did you let the little 
short little angel thing. She oh, was. Do you job, barbarian? She was very quick. I, she's very quick. I want it to. I I can usually open a door. So um. Oh, I can do it. So flipping back to the ghouls, vessel, you're shredding it. You can hear your music. So can the ghouls. They love it. However, <laughs> after a moment's hesitation, it only <laughs> goes no! them on. No! And with renewed fervor, they start charging towards you. They're now about 20 feet away. Adriana, do you want to try the door? I sure do. I have plus three sleight of hand and plus five strength. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, fine. Will you try the door? I blow you a kiss and say this one's for you. Uh, which one Thank do you, you need, strength or sleight of hand? Strength. Um, 16 plus 5 is 21. Nice. Okay. So you shoulder in, you grab hold of the handle, you reef on it. It sticks tight for a moment, but with your superior strength, it doesn't stand a chance. You feel it give <laughs> with a puff of rust in your hand and it moves to the open position. The door swings open. The ghouls are now about 15 feet away. Wrench steps forward and says, you guys go ahead. And then he looks at you, Vessel, and he says, Vessel, play a song for me sometime, would you? And he pushes oh. you all through the door and he slams it behind you. He closes the door. You hear a loud snap as he breaks the handle and through the thick steel and earth, you can't hear any other sounds. Hmm. So Wrench um, wrench is giving you some time. There Poor Wrench. <laughs> He barely, barely knew you. It's almost, you know, he was wearing this red. He was wearing this. Oh, the poor guy. And he came and he brought his It's, it's really too bad. I mean, we did just meet him this sad. one time. His last name was Expendable. And it's like he was brought here just for the sole purpose. <laughs> oh, well, let's go <laughs> on to the main story. Imagine that. Someone has to die, okay? <laughs> Heartless. Cold. All right. <laughs> All so, right. Uh, so, pig face, show us which way to go. Amic. Yes. You actually, from your dreams, have a sense of where you need to proceed. Oh. I want to make it very clear. When Pomeransky came to my dreams and tempted me to betray you, he was female and much better looking i do not feel any better about <laughs> that because the only thing it seems that is saving us from your betrayal is a pair of tits her bag of holding <laughs> i've always been more of a leg man and you know promises were made but let's go this way you can all trust me 100 <laughs> percent well, I guess what else are we, we going to do? We don't have a lot of options here. You can all trust me 100%. I won't betray any of you. Let's go. Unless there's a nice set of legs. So noticing 
that Amic actually has a really nice set of legs. You nice games. <laughs> you they are. They're not long, but what they uh, what they lack in length, they make up for in shapeliness and quality. They're they're quite taut. <laughs> not sure if I'm being flattered or mocked. Let's go. So, Amic, you lead the way up this spiral staircase, which kind of looks like a utility sort of entrance, perhaps a way that those people who used to work for the university would traverse and that someone of Pomeransky's stature would uh, maybe disregard. So you make your way up, though, inspired by your dreams, knowing that Pomeransky showed you New Bosford from a balcony high above the city. You proceed to the top. You are now all standing in front of a set of double doors, rather ornately carved with Pomeransky's name. Chances are very good that... Hey, this this might be the place, you guys. (laughs) Sure, it could be a trap. What are you guys going to do? I open the doors. I think we might as well All right. check it out. Just fling open the doors. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Vessel, <laughs> throwing caution to the wind, charges through with a large wooden <laughs> foot. He kicks open the doors. And before you, you see Pomeransky in the, in the middle of a room. Preparing what looks like a ritual. Ah! Um, (laughs) I told you this was the place. I told you. There are torch lights giving kind of a dim light to the surroundings. He seems to be writing with chalk on top of this large round table. So I'm going to uh, share a picture with you. Wow, a giant Woodman kicks down his door and he just keeps writing in chalk. So this is the door that uh, you were standing in front of. And this is the room. So, Vessel, since you kicked the door in, I'm going to put you yep, that makes right sense. in front here. I'd, I'd like to follow. Okay. Um, there's a little brazier here, but perhaps you uh, come in, you flank him. Capitch. Okay. Kapitch leaps through and goes off to this side. Amic, where are you going to go? I'm going to linger around in the threshold. There's no sense risking my own life to protect others, but I will send Nesbit right in. Okay, so we'll put Nesbit. True uh, hero. <laughs> we'll put Nesbit here. And Asil, where are you? Are those windows I see up at the top? No. Ah, there's no windows in here. What's the use of having a spire? Very good question. Actually, if you look... true. Might as well be a basement apartment if it's a spire without windows. As you look out (laughs) across the room, past Pomeransky, you can see that there are a a set of double doors leading out to Amic. You would recognize this as the balcony that uh, Pomeransky spoke to in your dreams. So there are... um, large glass windows in those balcony doors. All right. Well, I can't very well come in and march all the way across the room. That would be weird. So I'm just going to go hang out sort of in the corner to the right of Kapitch, 
near these uh, beautiful marble statues that uh, old Pom has in here. Okay. So as you enter the room, you see Pomeransky, as I said, is is busy, and he lifts his head up and he says, um, "How hopeful you are, even as the walls of this." Pitiful excuse for a city are about to crumble, and its citizens cower together like maggots in a corpse. Children, welcome our guests. So the moment he says that, these zombies, whom I've named Buffy, Xander, Willow, and Giles. 100%. All shamble out of the shadows toward you. Everybody roll initiative. 12. 12 for Rue. Hammock? 12. Vessel? 4. <laughs> oh my god. A seal? <laughs> 2. Oh my god. <laughs> this isn't good, guys. The Capitch. That was a, that's a dirty 2. <laughs> Capitch. Capitch rolled. I don't know if you can see this. Oh, you can't. I don't know. Maybe no. you can. Oh. A natural one. 16? A natural oh, one. one. Nice. Fail. Damn it. Well, wait. We add our initiative to that, yes. right? Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> so I got a whole two, not, not a one. <laughs> okay. And? Uh, Nesbitt rolled a 12 as well, in case you're... Great. Okay. All right. To start us off... Believe it or not, um, they're zombies, so they don't have a lot to help them on their initiative rolls. Amic, you start. <laughs> wow. All right. Excellent. Uh, okay. Well, then, I am going to dig right in, and uh, I'm going to scream out to Pomeransky. How dare you try to fool me by pretending to be a beautiful seductive woman one should never do that it is dishonest and cruel and with that i am going to use disguise self to transform myself into a beautiful woman and then i'm going to hit pomeransky with dissonant whispers and all that stuff i just said is actually going to be an evil angry whisper in his head and uh he needs to make a saving throw or suffer the consequences of my evil spell okay he's concentrating he rolls it's a wisdom saving throw yep he rolls a 21 mm. well then he made the save but he he only takes half damage and doesn't uh the the all the other terrible effects he doesn't have to run from me in fear but he still must take um eight hit points of damage okay so you step forward He's busily working on this uh, series of glyphs on this round table. Your spell whispers into his ear, and he shakes his head, casts it off, but you see his face wince as he tries to hold on to his concentration. But uh, you have definitely heard him, so great job. Next up is Rue. I would like to go into a rage. Wonderful. Right? No. As one does. Not you. A rage. Right? How out of character. Um, okay, so that's a 
bonus action for my main action. Oh, I can do two. Two now because I am of a level where I can do two attacks. So it looks like Willow is the closest victim. Okay. Um, I would like to stick them with the pointy end of the Kraken's eyelash. Great. Let's do that. <laughs> Here's the foley. <clears throat> it's no good. Um, although five plus, holy damn, eight? Damn, I'm leveling up. 13 to hit? That hits. Booyah! Woo! And then six plus five is 11 points of damage on one hit. I then repost and stick them again for a nat 20, nat 20, nat 20. Okay, and then five <laughs> plus five is 10. So that is a total of 21 damage. Stick, stick. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> So, Rue, you leap forward to um, dispatch with Willow. You swing down with your first strike, and there's a fun little thing here. I have to roll to see where you hit the zombie. This is a special zombie. So your first strike severs one of her legs. Ooh. And... What? <laughs> Her leg is there beside her, and it is twitching around like it is still oh, alive. Oh, no. Oh, no. Special zombie. And your second strike, one of her arms is severed. Doink. Are they the same side or, like, left leg, right arm? <laughs> I'm assuming that you're sort of coming on one side and then coming back on the other. I don't know. Um but uh, wherever they are, you've definitely um, hurt her badly. She's hopping in front of you, drooling and uh, clawing at you with her open arm. But now, she, but <laughs> now there are two limbs on the ground, inching their way toward you. Can I? Can I? For 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 um, for story's sake, not any kind of action. Can I just like kind of like stamp at them, like they're like little things of fire, like just like, ah, get away. Go, ah, ew, gross. <laughs> You're stamping down at them. They, uh, they are hopping around as if uh, this is a little bit of a dance. You kind of get the feeling like you've walked into a Western dance bar and uh, maybe this is <laughs> yeah. a line dance. Somebody's shooting at my Rue, Rue, quit falling ah, around. Gross. Stop dancing with the zombie. Oh, yeah. So gross. So Nesbitt the Gazer is up now. Uh, I'm just going to send him to use his little bobbing and weaving eyeball stuff to, to uh, uh, distract Pomeransky. So next time I attack him, I will have the advantage of him being bothered by a basketball-sized phoenix. What is his movement? What uh, he he uh, his movement is uh, thirty feet fly. Okay, great. So he comes in and he is uh, doing his best to distract Pomeransky. Yeah. He's doing like, he's doing like, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not in your space. I'm not touching you. He's doing that. Right. Uh, Vessel, you're up now. Um, I will, uh, with a flourish, I will draw my glaive. Um, give it a, give it a good spin around the head. I move towards uh, Xander. 
um, and give him a good thrashing with the pointy end of the glaive to aim for the solar plexus. Go for it. Okay. 15. Oh, yeah, you hit. And for damage, nine. Brilliant. Well, you guys all see Vessel leap forward, glaive shining in the torchlight. You cut deep into the zombie, and let's just see where you hit her. So we rolled a 12. Just to give you a sense here, just to give you a sense of the mechanics, one to eight, one leg is severed from the zombie. Nine to 16, one arm is severed from the zombie. And 17 to 20, the zombie is decapitated. You rolled a 12, which means you have removed an arm from Xander. Pretty good. Okay. How much damage did you do? It, it was eight. Eight, okay. This is what you meant. This is what you meant by moving parts. <laughs> Why? Actual <laughs> moving parts. There literally are parts moving. Okay, brilliant. So you still have another you have another attack. Oh, that's true, I do. Um, I will attempt now mm. to aim for the head with the glaive. Go for it. Oh, uh, that's a 26. Ooh, you miss. No. <laughs> <laughs> you nail you nail her. Good job. Six damage. Okay. I'm gonna roll here. So you remove another arm. That's weird. I was aiming for the head, but whatever. <laughs> you come down. She tilts her head to the side. It's like you asked her a question and she's curious. What did he say? What? I don't know. Anyway, so there it is. <laughs> Both arms are lying there between you and her. She looks up and says, are you kidding? Oh, that is just not cool. Oh, these are talking zombies. <laughs> no, that but that is the feeling you okay. get from her. Okay. <laughs> Kapitch is going to leap over here and take a swing at Buffy. Oh, I really want to, Buffy. <laughs> he misses badly with his first attack. And he tries again. Oh, he hits nicely with his second. Rolling to see. Oh, he cuts her head off. So you guys see... Oh, I wanted to cut her head off. <laughs> her head leaps from her shoulders as his glaive cuts like a knife through butter and lands between him and her. Asil, you're up. Well, there goes my plan. Oh, is that right? <laughs> Go for it. Capetch. Pitches crestfall and he feels bad. He senses that you really wanted Buffy, but so did he. He's a real fan. He's a real fan. <laughs> That's all right. There's, there's no crying over spelt heads. Just stuck with Giles now. I'm going to go for Giles by conjuring up a spiritual weapon. Which? Really? Why not? Because then I can use it on every following turn. <laughs> Are you judging my spiritual weapon overuse? <laughs> I love spiritual weapon. Spiritual weapon is is a go-to. I think you're crazy not to cast it because it gives you a bonus action attack. Exactly. Super effective. Good job. Go for it. Okay. I'm I'm conjuring up a spiritual weapon. It doesn't need to be the same shape as it was last time. No, it can it? be whatever you want. I like to mix things up. I think now it's going to be a giant 
metal fist. Oh, nice. That punches people. So the zombie is distracted by all of his, uh, all of her friends being dismembered by a spectral fist made entirely of metal appearing just above her head. It strikes down at her and give me a roll to see if you, uh, you hit her. That would be a 14. All right. Clock right on top of the head. How much damage did you, did you do? Uh-huh. And the effect is a 10. Damage is a 10. Okay. The uh, Iron Fist comes down just before it reaches Giles' um, head. It opens up to a knife edge and cuts deep into her neck, severing her head from her shoulders. Oh, I didn't know I could sever a head with a punching fist. Cool. <laughs> it's a magic punching fist it with opens. knives. It's a posable punching fist. <laughs> so a head drops down in front of her, and now her headless corpse is reaching out, grabbing sadly and rather impotently at the um, spectral fist, which brings us to Pomeransky. He is concentrating, so he has to be very careful. <laughs> what he's doing and while he's doing that i'm trying to distract him by dancing around and yelling <laughs> great idea ah i have a giant metal fist look look pomeranski look look at this look hey hey look at me look at me dad dad i mean dad nothing <laughs> What the hell? So, in among all of that, there's also that crazy gazer wearing a cardboard beak flying around Pomeransky's <laughs> head too. It's, there's a lot going. If this on. guy can keep keep his brain focused on one thing, I mean, he's pretty impressive. And I feel like Giles would be into that. I would have thought that the dad dad would have made him stop and go what. No, no, I'm doing some deep dive Buffy nerd. So oh, he's he, he's a teacher. He's a professor. It happens all the time. People accidentally calling him dad. <laughs> Did you ever do that in school? Accidentally call your teacher mom or dad? No. Oh, God, I did it once. It was the worst. <laughs> Where you're, you're just a little kid and you're used to, like, you just call out the first name of authority that comes to you. And it's went, mom. And there's that mortifying moment where you know your whole class just heard you. Oh, Lisa, were you Ralphie? Only that, only <laughs> in some moments. <laughs> Pomeransky, while he is distracted, you can tell he's still doing math in his head. He steps forward past the desk, one arm kind of reaching out, still doing these permutations to keep his uh, concentration on the spell that he is uh, that he's working at the table, he steps forward behind Willow and reaches out toward you, Vessel, and a crackle of electric energy appears in his hand. You need oh, shit. to do a... You, you need to do a dexterity saving throw. Okay. And a seal... A seal. Mm -hmm. You need to do a dexterity saving throw as well. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I got it a 19. Okay. And a seal? I'm I'm afraid I go a two. Okay. All right. But the crackling energy leaps from his fingers and wraps around. Oh wait. Um, wait, I got a three. I didn't I have a dexterity saving throw modifier, yes. Yes. Yeah. Well it's a big three now. <laughs> so he does. Oh boy. Oh, what? Oh no. Doesn't sound good. Not one bit. So, a seal. Yes. As the lightning only partially captures the left side of vessel, it leaps with renewed anticipation toward you and you take 30 Four points. What? In damage. Jesus Christ. And Vessel, you take 17. Uh, he uses the rest of his movement to step back there. But would All right, we, we might need to focus on Pomeranski. Uh, hello, I'm down to minus one. I, I'm dead. <laughs> you might want to focus on me as I'm dying. For a moment, oh, just one hit, no, you're dead. No, you didn't. You didn't oh, well. do a long rest. Do your long rest. You'll have your full hit points. I did. We did. I did. My full. Did my rest. full hit points are thirty-three. Oh my god! Burn. Wow. Oh god. Okay. Okay. A seal is down, guys. Can we wipe her through her pockets <laughs> for a potion? I got. I got nothing. I can make more wounds on her. A seal, I need you to do a death saving throw. How do I do a death saving throw? D20? So, yeah. <laughs> death saving throw. 16. Is there a modifier on it? No, that's good. So, so for your death saving throws, every time you roll, mm-hmm. which will come at, pardon me, which will come on your turn, <laughs> those those rolls under 10 count for the bad. Mm-hmm. Those rolls above 10 count for the good. Three either way determine whether you live or die. Okay. Okay. So a seal is down, guys. Well, I'm glad I managed to chop off one zombie head before my next gasp for life. Anyway, don't mind me. I'm just here between life and death. <laughs> it is now the zombie's turn. So Buffy is going to take a swing at Kapitch. So, all right. Because Buffy only has one arm, I have to make sure. So it, these they have two claw attacks. All right, so this is what happens. <laughs> so the first attack comes at Kapitch from her arm up top from her body <laughs> and whew, goes over his head. The second one is from the arm that's been dismembered on the ground, which reaches forward and, um, and hits Kapitch for five points of damage. So Kapitch having ducked away from the swipe is um, surprised when the hand claws him on his little flea leg. 
takes five points of damage. And then she leans in to bite him, and she misses. So that is her. Capitch, pained by the clawing at his leg, leans down just at the same moment as she reaches forward, and there's a loud clack in the air as her teeth fail to make purchase. The next one, Xander, is going to take a swing at you, a seal with its two arms on the ground. So both arms kind of reach up to grab at you and claw at your legs. What the fuck? Just like the guy who plays Xander's career. Oh, burn. Dead, but the um, arms, meh. He was on Bones for a number of seasons. He's, he's No doubt he's bought a nice house with his Bones money. So the first, the first arm reaches up for your leg and uh, isn't able to get you. The second one... Oh, is this oh. Uh, that is a that is a nineteen for a seal? No, no, sorry, not a seal. Oh, <laughs> you said a seal. I thought this thing was kicking me while I was dead. <laughs> My apologies. So, vessel, the first arm uh-huh. reaches up, fails to get you. It uh, glances off of you, but doesn't cause any damage. The second one, however, leaps up and grabs you firmly by the ankle and gives you. Four points of uh, bludgeoning damage. She then leans forward with her armless body and tries to chomp at you. Oh, and she gets you. So her bite, her bite does five points of piercing damage as she leans forward, her armless body thrashing wildly back and forth. She chomps down into your wooden shoulder and um, pulls back with a mouthful of oak. I'm not that worried. She's pretty much armless, so you get it. Armless. 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 Bad dad joke. Dad joke. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Now, Rue, Willow is going to attack you. She swings with her one arm that's attached to her body still. And she misses badly. She huh. she swings with her. Uh, sorry, she doesn't swing. Beneath you, reaching up, clawing at your thigh is the second arm, and it fails with a natural one. Reaches up, you brush it aside like it wasn't even there. Ugh, get off me! Ugh, this is so gross. But Willow leans forward. She whispers in your ear, "I play the French horn," and. Chomps on you hard for 19. Does that hit you? 19? Yes. So that is four. Sorry. Two points of piercing damage. She bites into you, but eh, it's not too bad. Only two points? Only Well, it's four because, okay. because you're reaching, it's only two. All right. Okay. The last zombie tries to take a swipe at the spiritual weapon, not understanding that it is a spiritual weapon. And uh, it doesn't matter. It misses. <laughs> it it's, uh, it's very confused. It doesn't have a head. It's to be forgiven. Stupid which, zombies. <laughs> which brings us to Amic. You're up, Amic. So, guys, distracted. So, while he's distracted, I'm going to hit him with. Two Eldritch Blasts. Okay. Both of them going to whack right at him. Okay. Does a uh, 26 hit. So this is with advantage, right? Because your gazer is there. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, I assume I... um, 
uh, without advantage, I've rolled a 19 and a 26. Who are you going after, Pomeransky? Yeah, Pomeransky. So you should roll uh, roll again just in case you get a, a crit in there. Uh, no crits. Okay. And then I did um, 23 hit points of damage with both of my red, or of my uh, purple and green beams. Wow. Good job. Okay. Now, now, using my awakened mind, I'm going to speak directly to Pomeransky's head, and I'm going to say, Listen, I can kill you, or we can make a deal. What's it going to be, Pomeransky? <laughs> but no one can hear this because it's telepathic. He looks at you, and a smile comes across his face. And he says, in your mind, You think we're done here? Forget that. And he snaps his fingers, and... I don't like it. The doors uh, where the light was shining through, in flies one of his... Yargalich buddies and we're not in his initiative order but in response to you to you Amic uh, he summons Snuggle Bunny uh, that was that's not a deal <laughs> I was offering you a deal to betray my friends and you're going to attack me with helicopter monkeys <laughs> no damn Pomeransky. he doesn't trust you so <laughs> Rue you're up all right, I've got this uh, storm aura lightning all around me for 10 feet. So does that mean like everything that's touching me gets a blast? Correct. Let's do it. <laughs> and that means I don't roll. It just happens because I just hulk out and go, bah! and you guys have to throw a dex. So, so would Vessel, just so you know. Oh, no. Why? Where? No, he's out of my range. Look, look, look. See? Five, ten. Five, no. Ten. Oh, those are fives. Oh, no. It's all right. It's all right. I might be able to take it. Are you sure? I can move first. No, I can no, move no, first. It's fine. It's fine. Don't don't waste it. It's like I rolled a 20. I rolled but 20. I can move. You don't even need to. Don't even. That doesn't seem like a thing you would do. I'm fine. No, I, I would probably. <laughs> you would just do it. I don't care. <laughs> all right, let's do it. Dex throw, go. So, as you can see, I've I've put an aura here for you. This is all that would be affected by your. Well, thank uh, you for the visual aid. Okay. So, for our listeners, you it's, it's an excellent visual aid. <laughs> <laughs> it's very I've, put an, I've put an aura around her that shows where her uh, effect reaches. So, you're going to you're. The, everyone within there has to do a dexterity saving throw, correct? Yeah, and I want all of their limbs to shrivel up and die. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> okay, so um, Xander fails. Yep. Willow fails. They have horrible dexterity. Yes. Uh, how about you? Um, how about you, Vessel? Roll. I rolled a dirty 20. You're fine. Amazing. Okay, great. So what is the damage? So plus two, so six damage each. Okay. It's not as exciting as I thought it would be. And then I get another action because I'm a level five. So let me just describe that. Or do you want to describe it? 
I thought I did. I mean, I just hulked out and went, and then lightning just went zap, 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 and everything went. <laughs> but Russell went, ooh, that tickled. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then do your, do your next attack. And from where I'm lying mostly dead in the corner, I'm very impressed. All I got, all I got is like weapons. Like I am like weaponized to the hilt, to the teeth. I got nothing to make you feel better. I'm so sorry, baby. No, no, I'm, I'm happy for you. <laughs> um, how is Willow looking? Can I, like, is she on death's door again? Willow is barely hanging on. Sweet. Let's stick her with the pointy end. Okay. So Kraken's eyelash. No. 15 plus 8 is 23. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then 8 plus 5 is 13 damage. So you obliterate her, but <laughs> she's, a, uh, she's a zombie, so, so zombies. Boo. Yeah, zombies. You strike her hard. You almost cleave her in twain. Oh, you cut her head off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's that. So there's that. Die. So die. Her, die again. Her, her head falls down. But just when you think that 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 you might be able to move on, her eyes open and she goes, she looks up at you and goes, I was one of the first lesbians on cable television. <laughs> I respect you for your choices. <laughs> I respect you for your life choices. Very good. Kick, 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 very kick, awesome, kick, kick. Very heroic. Next up is our gazer friend. So I'm going to instruct him. He was distracting Pomeransky before, and that was very useful. But I no, I'm going to keep him distracting Pomeransky. He's going to go back, and he's going. You can't touch me. You can't touch me. He's going to stay in his face. Okay. So that I have advantage next time. Brilliant. So Pomeransky is there. He's trying very hard to concentrate on the chocolate glyph making. And as that happens, the Yargalich flies across the room and comes straight over here at you, Rue. No! It looks at you and says... I smell sweet cheeks on you, oh. <laughs> what did you call me? No, no, sweet cheeks was someone from before that we killed the other Yagalit. At the dam. <laughs> A right. dam it sweet was cheeks? episodes ago, never mind. I don't have time for your funny business. <laughs> well, he's got three attacks, so he takes... Oh, boy. All right, he takes three swings at you, Rue. But you're raging, so this could be fine, right? I thought for sure he was going to come for me with my luck, so. So, 20, dirty 20. Well, yeah, that's going to hurt. 24. What? And 15. Ha ha. That one does not hit. So, he swipes at you. Both of his, his heavy mitts hit you twice, once on each shoulder, and he leans down his propeller. He's up in the air. He's flying about five feet off the ground. His his jaws come down and uh, try to take the top of your head off, but do not hit you. However, the two meaty paws do. And that does 14. 
15 points of bludgeoning damage, which is cut to seven. Seven for you. All right. <laughs> Ow. That's for sweet cheeks. Or my name isn't Snuggle Bunny. <laughs> Snuggle Bunny? Vessel, you're up. Oh, okay. So, um, pretty pissed. How's Xander looking? He's looking pretty, pretty. Uh, Xander? Xander is definitely leaking. Okay. He's not looking great. All right. I gotta, I gotta make him leak some more. Um, I am once again with the glaive swinging it with a flourish, uh, to distract for a second. And then I jam it straight into his throat. At least that's where I'm aiming to get it. We'll see what happens. Okay. All right. Mm. That's an eight. That hits. Ooh. Ooh. Their zombies are very slow. And that's nine, nine damage. I would say that you severed an arm, but you've already severed both of its arms, so you just kind of cleave away at it. <laughs> How much damage was that first hit? Uh, nine. Nine. Okay, it's still hanging on. It's looking at you defiantly. Xander's like, I was always, always kind of, you know, an afterthought. Maybe it was my lisp. I'm not sure. <laughs> But my time on bones redeemed me, right? Everybody agrees, right? I'm going to hit him with a second time, at least to shut up this strange and painful monologue. That's 22. I'm hurt. No, not, that's, not, that's not about a criticism about no, no. you. That's a no, criticism no, no. about Xander. His, that monologue, that's, like, that's a 14 damage. 14, okay. Like Rue did, you sever him almost in twain. But he's a zombie and zombie stuff. Oh, all right. There's a moment where it looks like he might knit himself back up to a point uh-huh, and maybe, uh-huh. maybe come at you again, but no, it fails. Oh, okay. Whatever yeah, yeah. magic is holding him together uh, does not work. And doink. Goodbye, Xander. Goodbye, Xander. Afterthought. Oh, oh, so sad. What a way to go. Burn. Well done. Did you want to use any movement now that you, now that you've killed him? Um, you know what? I'm gonna move uh towards uh Snuggle Bunny. I'll close that little bit of distance there and okay. get in Snuggle Bunny's face. <laughs> okay. Well done. Next up is Kapitch. Kapitch is going to try to hit Buffy. Kapitch, come on, Kapitch. I thought he cut her head off. No, he cut her arm off. Whose head got cut off? Oh, Giles' head got cut off. Giles and Willow. Oh, right, right, right. And Willow. I definitely did that. So Kapitch comes at Buffy with his glaive. He hits both times and does. Oh, Kapitch. Six points. A A whopping... Oh, he could not have rolled lower. Oh. A whopping six points of damage. Oh, Kapitch. Way to go, Kapitch. He's crestfallen. He feels bad. You know, it only has one arm. And that's what he did. A seal, I need you to do another death saving throw. You bet I will. <laughs> and this time, it's a seven. One for the bad. Oh, no. <sighs> I see she's the worst for wear, and it, it twinges my <laughs> tiny stone heart. You're there, Amic. 
But just saying, you're there. Next up, <laughs> however. <laughs> no, I'm I'm saying I feel really bad, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Thoughts, <laughs> but, you know, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Shame and everything, but according to the dreams that were sent to me by the strange man that's trying to kill us, you wanted to betray me, so I don't know if I trust you. Oh, believe the sexy leg dream. I'd be so concerned about the fact that he's still entertaining the, the fact that the, 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 the lying wizard dressed as a woman, or disguised as a woman, could still be telling him the truth, but hmm. well, you, you don't, it's all been very confusing. Whose side are even the stuffed animals on? I don't know who to trust. <laughs> But I'm beginning to come around to my companion. <laughs> it's only taken how long? So Pomeransky's turn is now. Having seen you guys uh, take care of Xander and the way you're cleaving away at uh, the rest of his uh, children, he takes he slams the chalk down on the table and he says, Fine, first I will deal with you all. And he stops concentrating on, on the table, and he casts a spell. Ow. Above your heads, you see this twisting pattern of colors that weave through the air. There's, it's about 30 feet wide. The pattern appears for a moment and vanishes. Okay, so it's a 30-foot cube. A 30-fuck you? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to ask, what's a 30 fuck you? It's a whole nother level right there. Good thing I'm dead in the corner. <laughs> oh my God, it got me. <laughs> well, you're okay. Just to add For one to injury over here. <laughs> you see this twisting colorful pattern in your eyes. I need you all to do a saving throw for me. A wisdom saving throw. 15. 14. Dirty 20. Do you want to know what I would have lost? <laughs> I would be down another 11. <laughs> but <laughs> could be worse. Really going into the negatives there. <laughs> you're not just dead. You're really dead. <laughs> so, Rue, you're fine. Yes. Excellent. However, Amic and Vessel... You are charmed, and you can't get it out of your mind. This beautiful pattern was so complex and so intriguing, you need to think about it. You are now incapacitated, which means you can't take any actions or reactions. Wow. And your speed has been reduced to zero. You are stuck. Wow. It's nasty. Having done that, he goes, hmm. Good. Now, back to work. Of course, your gazer friend is still um, hanging around his head, uh, which brings up Buffy. So Buffy takes a swing at Kapitch. She misses with her first swing. The little leg on the ground reaches up, misses badly. So she leans forward with her teeth glinting in the evening sun and hits Kapitch for... <laughs> whopping what? 
As hmm? say, what evening, son? He's not got enough windows in this place. Well, now that now that the gorilla has leaped through the window, there's a little bit of light coming in. True. The bite did uh, four points of damage on on Kapitch. Okay, which brings us to Willow. Willow does not have a head, <laughs> but her arm is on the ground. Her head is right next to you, though, so she's going to try to bite you, Rue. Her head is right there, Rue, so she's going to try to chomp you. Ankle and she misses badly. <laughs> the um, the okay. arm on the ground tries to take a swipe at you. <laughs> so 16, that doesn't yeah. hit you, does it? Yeah, it does. It do- oh, it does? Okay. So you take four points of damage, so two points of damage. Two points, okay. And then, um, invigorated by her by the success of her dismembered hand, she leans in to give you a hickey, Ooh. and crits. Good. Okay. Ew. Gross. Ew. 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 <laughs> I have a D and D question. Sure. Uh, when you say, like, when people can tell whether it hit them or not, what are they looking at? When you're like, so it's my armor class. Ah. Uh, okay. Got it. Thanks. I've okay. never understood what you were doing when you said that. Well, you hit it really well because <laughs> you were doing great. Yeah, that's fascinating. <laughs> well, no one ever so, told me that one. No, it's no, good. that's a good one. Please, we should have because it's a, it's like a, it's 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 sort of a fundamental rule that you faked your way. I guess no it. one ever said does that hit. Or when Michael said does that hit, I'd be like uh, and then he he'd get to it before me. that's genius genius so willow leans in and she chops hard on your shoulder um no let's just say she goes right into your forearm and does 10 points of damage but your rage your rage forces out her teeth and in the end it's only five points and uh, giles moves over to you rue and she doesn't have a head, but um, because it can see you from where it is, it doesn't have disadvantage on its attack. So the body hobbles over to you and takes takes um, swings at you with its arms. Misses badly with the first one. And, oh, misses badly both times. Apparently having a head does matter. You <laughs> duck. You duck away. <laughs> Giles feels like he should have maybe stayed in the library. And the Barbary? <laughs> the Barbary. Is that where you Am- sheep? <laughs> Amic, you're up. Well, I'm uh, incapacitated. So do I get to make a saving throw or anything? You are screwed. <gasps> Okay. The spell ends for an affected creature if it takes any damage, or if someone else uses an action to shake the creature out of its stupor. Mm. So, okay. so um, no one's done that for you. So, I, um, unfortunately, we have to. Um, someone shake him! Shake him! If I case, were alive, I would. I am sh- going to use my action to think about the beautiful colors. <laughs> oh, look at that! It's like blue sea, and she's in the sky with diamonds. <laughs> and if I move my hand, I see trails. Oh, it's so nice! It's like watching Fantasia and the end of two thousand one Space Odyssey all at the same time. Ah. 
Okay, we knew this would be tough going in here. Uh, we're we're up against it. So that said, even though you are caught in this dream state, both vessel and amic, Kapitch, Rue, Asil, as you're looking down from your angelic prison, wondering whether or not you'll make it through the day, there is a loud rumbling sound. And I will take us all through the window that Snuggle Bunny burst through, out across the city to the walls, where Sanguininsky, uh, having created a pit full of flame, is doing his best to hold back what looks like, from our perspective, looking down on it all, hundreds of Kyles. Dozens of them have found purchase with the harpoons. The wall is coming apart as if it were made of Lego. Those that are close to the pit, some of them are full inflamed, but still pushing forward. The rumble, however, that you feel is not from the walls crumbling down. Upriver, a giant tidal wave bears down on the blunder beasts. And if you had eagle eyes and were able to zoom in on that tidal wave, you would see surfing on pieces of plywood from the destroyed dam are a host of snuffies, of stuffies. (laughs) (laughs) A host of snuffalopaguses? That's right, they're real. Big Bird was not lying. <laughs> oh my god. At the at the head of them all is Cutlet, who has fashioned a bandana and tied it tightly around her little pink head. She's screaming loudly, her fist shaking in the air. In the blink of an eye, the tidal wave crashes into the blunder beasts and submerges them all in water. We'll leave that there. Next up in our So turn. much for the fire moat. <laughs> so much for the fire moat. Up next is... I think because you're incapacitated, your gazer has an opportunity to take a free action. Uh, well, this is what I was thinking. So Nesbitt, sensing my, uh, my distress... Uh, is going to um, to revive me. He can't um, he can't get to me without uh, provoking an opportunity cor- attack. Is that correct? Um, well, let's just see. Can as a gazer, what are what? Well, he he can speak to me telepathically to try to wake me, or he can. You know what? He's not even going to do that because Nesbit's not very very smart. Nesbitt is going to blast me full on with the telepathic, with his telekinetic ray. Okay, great. He's going to, so I have to do a, I have to do a saving throw, uh, but it'll be a disadvantage because I can't move. Right, right, right. So, so I, 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 it is only a three, my strength saving throw. So Nesbitt blasts me backwards with the telekinetic ray, uh, knocking me back 10 feet. 30 feet, in fact. Knocks me back 30 feet and revives me. Right. Amazing. So Pomerensky barely notices. He's, he's back to concentrating on the, um, the uh, ritual that he is drawing rather chalkily on the table. 
Well, hold on. Nesbitt's not done because he has a bonus action. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Da -da. So does does anyone happen to have a healing potion? Anyone? Anyone know? Uh, I might in my bag. I think the incapacitated one. Yeah. Great. That's great. So then Nesbitt is going to move, is going to head towards a seal with his movement. He'll take the opportunity attack from um, Pomeransky if Pomeransky cares to give it. Yep, Pomeransky will. He's going to take a swap. Okay. Uh, ten? Uh, ten does not hit a gazer. <laughs> Amazing. So he reaches up rather distractedly with his yep. quarterstaff. Whew, misses your gazer Nesbit, <laughs> And Nesbit flies over. What is, you said 30 feet for Nesbit? Yep. Oh, he's not able to get all the way to a seal, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, that's okay. He can finish on his next turn. He's headed towards her to get her healing push out of her pocket. Okay, brilliant. That is Nesbitt's move. Wonderful job. Let's see? Well done, Phoenix, my boy. Well done. You saved the day, you weird buggy eyeball tentacle thing. <laughs> Nes Nesbitt hears you and tries to wink. With its one, with its singular eye, and uh, goes blind for a moment and bonks into you, Vessel. Hooray! <laughs> uh, it's not enough to revive. Uh, okay. you. Oh shit! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! If that bumps into him, does that revive no, it? No, it's not an attack. He doesn't take any damage. <laughs> um, Shoot. Snuggle bunny. It's not like shaking him. No, <laughs> I'm just. This is just for flavor, really. <laughs> All right. So Snuggle Bunny is in front of you, vessel, and is able to attack freely. You are incapacitated, so it has advantage on all three attacks. Uh huh. Twenty-one. A twenty-one again. And it rolled a three and a one for its bite. So it hits you. So it it's hovering above you and it reaches down and grabs you by the shoulders and crunches you in. You take you take 17 points of bludgeoning damage. God damn. That is not good. But having hurt you, you are now out of the 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 spell has been lifted. Mm -hmm. You are no longer you no you are no longer incapacitated. So the the searing pain of of being beaten on by this giant helicopter helmet gorilla has woken you from your stupor, and uh, you're you're back with the living basically. Capitch is going to now um, attack Buffy. Crap! Rolls a um, natural one on his first attack. Holy shit. I'm sorry, guys. Two natural ones in a row. Oh. Capitch. You know, if we paid any attention to Capitch and remembered he was even with us, we would be very disappointed in him. For his <laughs> he's, he's feeling pretty bad. And he moves away and he goes towards you, a seal. Shite. Um, that means he takes an opportunity attack from... Buffy, which misses him. That's good. Anyway, uh, Capitch is now next to you, standing guard over you. Oh, well, that's nice. You have to do a death saving throw now. <laughs> Wish me luck. Seven. 
Again. No! So. I have one more, right? That's right. <sighs> so one more for the bad, and your character is dead dead. No! Right. Dead beyond dead. Well, I'll just wait my turn and see. You have a few people nearby. Well, one floating eyeball with snail eye stalks <laughs> and a paladin standing over you so you might be okay thank you um, for your awesome. <laughs> uh it's sadly guys it is mr fancy pants's turn again he's mr fancy pants <laughs> no no by that i mean pomeranski <laughs> Oh, I didn't think there was a character named Mr. Fancy Pants. I just wondered who you were calling that. I would not put that past him. We've had yeah. Snuggle Bunny and Sweet Cheeks. For all we know, there is a Fancy Pants. Mr. Fancy Pants. So he slams his chalk down again. You all are very annoying. And he casts a spell targeting Rue Vessel. And a Nesbit, he casts Shatter, a loud ringing sound, painfully intense, erupts from this point near the head of Willow on the ground and radiates out. I need you all to do a constitution saving throw. So, Amic, if you could do a constitution saving throw for, um, for Nesbit, please. 21. All right. I have rolled a dirty 20. Okay. And Nesbit? Nesbit rolled an 11. Okay. So Nesbit failed. <laughs> Looking out over this, Amic, you see Nesbit sort of quake in the visible shockwave that passes between you and you and him. He reaches an eye stock toward you in apology and disappears. That was 13 points of damage. Curses. Both Rue and Vessel, you take half of that. So you each take seven points of damage. Rue, because of your rage, you only take four. Sweet. I am now minus one health. Uh oh. No. Yes. Total party. Okay, 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 okay. So, like, I only have things that can kill people. I have nothing to make people feel better. Can I, like, go and raid a seal's, like, almost corpse for good? If you leave where you are. Yeah, no opportunity. There will be uh, from both of them. You have Kapitch here. Yeah. Amic, are you still conscious? Yeah, I'm yeah. good. Not what? So what? I, I'm hiding outside. Can I use a non-action to be like, what are you doing? He's been hiding outside this whole time. Get out of the helping. tunnel thing. I've been helping for You're not way. helping. Use your little legs and get out here. Come and steal all I've the stuff from, from my bag way. while I'm dead. I don't even mind. Oh, just you wait when my turn comes. <laughs> <laughs> that is his move. Buffy is up now. Buffy moves up to Kapitch and attacks. Misses. Misses. 
oh, and only actually only had <laughs> only had one arm attack. Her arm she left behind, which can only move five feet. It's there, and she comes up. Capitch, who is standing guard over the fallen figure of a seal, deflects the feeble uh, right hand swipe of Buffy. The bite comes in and he thrusts his glaive uh, handle into her throat and holds her back. It is now Willow's turn to take a swing at you, Rue. Oh, crap. Crit. Miss. Yes. And miss. So it hit, with it, it hit with its first swipe. Fine. You take eight points of, let's see here, slashing damage, halved to four. Amazing. Giles is like, I can do better than that. And he um, swings at you, misses. Swings again, misses. Comes in for a bite. 20. A dirty 20 hits, right? Yeah. And you take six points of piercing damage cut in half to three. Okay. All right. We're just whittling away at her now. Yeah, this is not fun. They are. So that is that for them. And we're back up to Amic. Okay. I scream in anger. Kill my familiar, will you? Rise, phoenixes, rise, rise, and seek your revenge. And I I use uh, my spell, uh, Summon Lesser Demon, which causes eight... Abyssal chickens no. <laughs> to rise from the depths of hell around Pomeranski. Chickens, the most evil of fowl. Oh, for sure. It's true. And the eight abyssal chickens, they get two attacks. They get a bite attack and a claw attack. I will roll them all on mass in order to save time. Now I've drawn a circle of blood around myself <laughs> as I yell. <laughs> Uh, so the chickens will not attack me. Okay. But they will attack anyone else around them. Okay. Including my companions. Just what we need. Devil chickens. But they attack willy-nilly. So as I've cast them right beside Pomeransky, they'll at least go for him mm. first. So how many? Ten? Eight. <laughs> yeah, don't get carried away. Not ten. Eight. Well, I rolled it before. I rolled it in this turn. Well, weird demon chickens start coming at me. I yell, this yeah. is not what I meant. Vessel <laughs> and I are dead, so we can't really do anything about the devil chickens. You know, angry chickens are actually pretty scary. Yeah. For reals. For real, they'll peck out your eyes. Well, he could have rolled a 20 and gotten 20 devil chickens, so... <laughs> so does um I'm assuming I mean I guess it's up to the dungeon master but I'm assuming they'll go for Pomeranski since he's right there. Well, if that's where you're launching him, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm launching him. So they'll go crazy afterwards. I have no control over them, but if but so does an 18 hit? Um let me just check. I'm pretty sure it does. Oh my god. <laughs> Death by chicken? Could it be? Yeah. <gasps> oh please. Yeah. Uh, so an 18 hits? Absolutely. Okay, so so they're, if I roll them all at once, then they're pecked at him and 
<laughs> their pec damage is four times eight. Uh, so that's that's what is that? Thirty-two. Okay. So they do thirty hit points. Thirty-two hit points pecking damage. Okay, hold on. Pecking damage. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. He has something up his sleeve here, so I of course just... he does. Well, wait a minute, because does an eleven hit? Because they get two attacks each. Oh no, sorry, that's not a seven. That's a that's a crit fail. So their their claw damage is a crit fail, but their pecking damage does thirty-two hit points damage. Okay, so this is interesting. <laughs> He has cast a um, a spell around himself called Fire Shield. Mm-hmm. Thin and wispy flames have wreathed his body. And the moment the chickens come down, they <laughs> the shield doesn't stop their pecking at all. <laughs> but as they move in, but they're fried. The, they're fried the chicken. Moment. The moment. <laughs> The moment the beaks touches flesh, <laughs> this explosion of fire appears all around them. They all take, they all take eighteen points the of fire damage. damage. <laughs> the the air fills with black smoke as as the. Now, if I'm not mistaken, abyssal chickens don't have much in the way of feathers. But all the <laughs> their skin, the best part of any chicken, as those who <laughs> eat meat will tell you, crisps tightly <laughs> around their forms. How many hit points they, do they have? They don't have feathers. They only have ten. No, not abyssal no. chickens. Oh my How God, many hit points awesome. do they have? They only have ten. They're all okay. fried. They're roasted chickens. It was a glorious death. Pomeransky. <laughs> looks over through the crowd at you, Amek, and says, "You can." he mouths to you, you have got to be kidding. And <laughs> he falls dead. As he's falling, his arm strikes the lever on the table. And the chickens, now perfectly Swiss chalet rotisserie, <laughs> Fall onto his incubus, into his corpse. <laughs> Snuggle Bunny looks over his shoulder and is like, "What the? <laughs> what the hell am I doing here?" <laughs> All of the chickens. I'm just going to remove them from the field here. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> You know what? I'm just going to leave one on top of the <laughs> on top of Pomeransky's dead form. Oh my god! I can't believe you killed him with chickens. And I scream out, "That's what you get for messing with my friends and my phoenix, you stupid, fake, dreaming thing!" Okay, we're not out of combat. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Rue, you're up. Um, okay. So, goddamn Willow and Giles, will you just die already? Again, die. Um, okay. Um, I would like to first try to kill Willow again. Let's throw okay. that down. 
16 plus um, 8, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you nailed her. And, oh, I rolled a D8 instead of a, oh, no, it is a D8. Oh, 8 plus 5 is 13 for Willow. Brilliant. So you kill her. She rolls her uh, um, saving throw to uh, not be dead. Stay down, stay down. She dies. <laughs> Let's get Giles now. 11 plus, yeah, 11 plus 8 is 19. That hits. Sweet. And uh, 6 plus 5 is 11 damage. Okay. And I got another one cocked and ready for him if he gets up. He's still alive. He's actually, he hasn't taken much damage at all. All right. But he doesn't have a head. Well, that's a bit of it. <laughs> silver lining. Dead silver linings. Let's hit him one last time. Oh, where'd that go? 14 plus 8. Oh, yeah. Um, and then only 2 plus 5 is 7 damage. Okay. He is still hanging on. Ugh. But those of you who are alive, so Amic and Kapitch. Hey, Kapitch. You guys see Rue. Um, mow down Willow like a blade of grass and cleave cleave twice into Giles, but he's still standing. So Snuggle Bunny, with the death of Pomeransky, shakes his head and he looks around. It's like he's come out of a spell and he says, Who did this to me? Where am I? And he's looking around for someone to explain the deal. And you know what? I think that is enough. He is frozen in confusion. Vessel, I need you to do a death saving throw. It's just a d20? Yeah. Okay. And roll. Seven! One for the bad. So a little bit of life ekes out of your wooden body, and we move to Kapitch, who leans down to you, Asil. Mm-hmm. Lays on hands and gives you 10 points of healing. Oh. And then he moves over to you, Kapitch. Sorry, Vessel. His hands glowing. And um, he, unfortunately, in doing that, takes an opportunity attack from Buffy, who misses. He definitely hops over her, being the super flea man that he is. And is right next to Rue. He's going to stand in between Rue and the fallen form of Vessel. And he's uh, looking the uh, Yargalich in the eye. And Asil, your turn. Oh my god. I'm alive! You're alive! You shake your head. You look up. There's a zombie looming, looming over you. Just beyond the zombie zombie is the fallen form of Vessel. <laughs> over top of him is this giant helicopter-helmeted gorilla. Pomeransky is lying over by a table covered in Swiss chalet rotisserie chicken. Holy shit. Rue is fighting uh, zombies just to the left of Kapitch. A little help here? Well, I'm going to help Rue. And what... Okay. I'm going to do. I'm going to. I am going to take my flask of alchemist's fire. Oh my god! <laughs> out of my bag. Okay. And 
I am going to open it and throw it at the zombie that Rue is fighting. Okay, so roll a to hit, like as if you were chucking it. Just give it a roll. Uh, 20. Brilliant. So you throw the bottle. It hits Giles in the chest. His headless body kind of looks around, wondering what the hell's going on. So he on fire. So Giles, <laughs> he she he she is on fire. You throw you threw the bottle. It's smashed against her chest. The oil spread up over her headless body, down her back. All her nice little um, tea party dresses instantly covered in blue flame, and she takes. You said it was a D four of fire. Yep. Okay. She takes the full four points of damage. Nice. She is on fire. Cool. Oh, so when it says the target takes 1d4 fire damage at the start of each of its turns means her next turn she has to try and... Yeah, if she if she can't do the deck save, um, she will continue to be on fire. Yeah. I'm adding the smell of burning zombie to the lovely smell of cooked chicken in the air. Chicken smell. Buffy notices you setting Giles on fire and moves in to take a swing. And first swipe hits. Second swipe misses. Third swipe misses. But you only have five hit points, right? No, ten. You only have ten hit points. Uh Oh. You take three points oh. of slashing damage okay. from Buffy. <laughs> she comes in. Oh, wait. Sorry. What? You don't take any because she only has the one arm. And with her first swing, she missed. Behind, on the ground, her other arm claws forward, but impotently is not able to touch you. You're fine. Ha! Okay. So to give yourself back that, uh, those. I didn't points. even take them away yet. Oh. <laughs> uh, Rue, Giles is in front of you and is going to. So misses with the first swipe. Good. Wait, isn't it? Is it Giles that's on fire? Yep. Oh, right. Well, we'll, we'll take her all, all of that. So misses with the second. So. It's not going to use its action. It's a zombie. It's going to um, it's going to just stay on fire and take the damage and try to attack Rue. Yep. Burn, baby, burn. So there's the, only the one hit. It doesn't have a head. <laughs> so <laughs> you take a whopping four, cut in half to two, slashing damage and from the headless body of Giles. So it's still standing, but barely holding together. Blue flames are licking up and melting it, melting its skin off of its skeleton. Uh, but it's great. It it's really great. It doesn't seem to great. notice. <laughs> Full on nightmare fuel. Amic, it's your turn. Okay. So I'm going to reach out with my awakened mind to the Yargalek. What? <laughs> and I'm going to just as just like a bonus action y thing. Ashkin, are you going to run away or am I going to have to kill you too? And I'll give it a moment to respond as a reaction. Oh my god. Does it see you? 
Uh, well, I'm at the door. Uh, like, uh, We're in a direct line of sight, door. and I can I can just reach out and. And because Amic can't just have a normal conversation with anybody, that the rest of, the rest of us know what's going on. <laughs> it might not have time to speak, but I can see its thoughts and intentions if I touch it with my Ooh. evil warlock mind. Okay, so let's call that a <laughs> intimidation check. Fine. Then I'll do an intimidation. If it's an intimidation check as a bonus reaction, I summon my cloak of flies. <laughs> I can surround myself with a cloak of flies. Okay. That gives me bonus. It, it like it it creates a poison swarm of flies around me. Okay. Uh, but it gives me advantage on intimidation check. You're just a regular Dr. Doolittle today. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, you sell yourself to a crazy elder god, you get weird things. <laughs> so not 20 on my intimidation check. It um, looks at you, having seen, like, seeing all the carnage lying around, including the, um, the very powerful-looking mage covered in fried chicken, <laughs> it takes a moment and says, This isn't my fight. So... You have an opportunity here with your action to, uh, with advantage, convince it that what? Great. Kill some zombies and we'll let you live, monkey head. Are you saying that out loud? No, I'm saying it in its brain. Why? Why would I not? <laughs> why would I say it out loud? I don't know. I'm just trying when to I've picture the so moment. Much, <laughs> yeah, just, you know, I'm scaring it with my fly-infested cloak and in its head. <laughs> it's his. Ah, fine. Hate zombies anyway. Anything. Anything to get out of here. So that is... So then for, so then for my action, can I Eldritch Blast Giles? Sure. All right. Well, that's what I'm doing. Uh, and I rolled a 17. Oh, yeah. And I rolled a 27 with my two blasts. Um... And I did uh, 18 points of damage. 18. Okay. You nailed him. You lean into the door, having just mesmerized the giant helicopter helmet gorilla. The purple and green patented eldritch energy blasts out from your fingers. It hits Giles square in the headless torso. It falls down. There's a moment where the body seems to be about to uh, sit up again, but it does not. Yes. Okay. I am a golden god. <laughs> Hammock, you are a whirlwind. Rue, it's your turn. Okay. Giles, it's finally dead. Mm-hmm. This snuggle bunny dude mm -hmm. is questionable. We heard him say that he'll kill zombies because he never liked them anyway. That's right. Okay. All right. Then I guess I will go kill Buffy. Okay. You step away, sort of keeping one eye on the Yargalich. It does mm -hmm. not strike out at you, which is a sign, I suppose. Good. And you, good. you move over to Buffy. Yeah. Go for it. Excellent. 18 plus 8 is a lot. And then six points of damage on that one. And then again, 18 plus eight is a lot. And then six plus five is 11, right? Wow. So 11 plus five is 16 points of damage. 
Stick him with the pointy end. So Buffy, uh, Buffy is missing her arm. She hasn't taken much damage though. But you uh, lay into her. Did you want to apply the electricity damage? You know what? Ooh, can- that's yeah, that's a bonus action, right? Yes, though, can we just look at that? Yeah, sure. Can you look at it as a feature? It'll be under um, a class feature. And just tell me if you can target who it is you hit. Okay. When activated, one creature of your choice in your aura takes lightning damage. Brilliant. Okay. That's good to know. A a getter. I'm a getter. So roll that lightning damage. Does it have to do a dexterity saving throw? You do a dex. So it's minus two. It rolls a 12. Minus two is 10. Oh, what is it? Oh, 13. Nope. Okay. So full damage is seven. It is not looking good. It's already missing an arm. Um, You crisp it. It's skin and dress turn a very dark black. Ash is rising up from her like, um, like a dying campfire. Amazing. Just die already. Next up is Snuggle Bunny. So Snuggle Bunny is going to come over here. Snuggle Bunny reaches out and tries to grab the head of Buffy. Before it does, it looks you in the eye, Rue, and says, Um, sorry if I hurt you before or anything. And it takes a swing. Hits. Misses with its second swing. And then tries to chomp down. It, it goes... Hits it hard, but it misses with both its bite and its second swing. She falls flat. Yeah, she does. Ooh. But no, but the zombie. <laughs> God damn it! And then rises up again with one hit point. <laughs> no. oh, you should never have canceled me, she says. <laughs> okay, so she's still alive, which brings us to vessel. So is it time for my death save? Yep. Yep. I know the suspense is killing us all, but mostly me. I was going to say. Vessel, <laughs> yes, yes. if I could do it, you can. An 18. Woo-hoo. Okay, you're fine. One for the good. Vessel's still hanging in there. Capitch comes over to you, Vessel, and lays on hands. You take 10 points of healing, so you are now awake. He rubs his hands together. And gives a little spit into them before reaching down and cradling your head in them. Your eyes open up to see the warm, fuzzy figure of Kapitch bringing you back to life. Oh, thank goodness. And he whispers, you guys think I'm useless, but I just saved two of you from death. Just saying. (laughs) As 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 I come to, I say, nobody thinks you're useless. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome back, buddy. <laughs> You're up, Asil. I'm going to do what I should have done a long time ago before I realized I would be dead for most of the battle. <laughs> I'm going to channel up some divinity and turn the undead. Oh, all right. Now she does that? <laughs> You're the one with the magic loot, stupid. <laughs> all right. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I got so caught up in violence. <laughs> okay, is Buffy the only one left? It's true, yeah. Only one. Okay, Buffy, you're getting the whole brunt of this undead. I present my holy symbol, which is a bowl of spaghetti and meatballs. 
Nice. Hovering in the sky, and I speak a prayer. I say, Marinara pesto, Marinara pesto. <laughs> <laughs> so does does it have to do like a wisdom saving well, throw? Yeah, if with her one arm or whatever she has, she has to do a wisdom saving throw. So she rolls a six. Too fucking bad. <laughs> so I I believe that means she has to run away from you. Yes, if the creature fails a saving throw, it is turned for one minute or until it takes any damage. It must spend its turns trying to move as far away from me as it can. Which then lets me stick her with the pointy yeah. end because she's running away from me too. Okay, go for it. Yes. She's trying to run away. No, you can't do that. 19 plus all of my other things. And then six plus five is 11 hits of damage. So she's, she's doing that zombie thing where she's flitting back and forth between life and death. So she rolls a six. A seal. The feelings that you have for Rue are underlined and highlighted, circled with a red pen. As you see her red hair blowing in the breeze from the crash window that uh, Snuggle Bunny kicked open not too long ago. And I hear in my head, Dream Weaver, <laughs> as I pick zombie guts out of my hair. Uh, can you describe how you kill this zombie, Red? Uh, well, it's trying to run away from me. So I just say, no, you don't. And uh, just go to slash the base of her spine. Nice. Come on, baby. Describe it. Describe it more. Describe it real good. (laughs) Spatter to the sounds of Dreamweaver. (laughs) Oh, can you hear Dreamweaver too? (laughs) This is a very special moment. This is a bonding moment. So the, the zombie, seeing your symbol, I believe it would be on your shield. You hold it up. And the thought of eating spaghetti without a bib on freaks her little tea party brain right out. She tries to run away. She turns her back on Red, who leaps forward with her rapier, severs the spine. The body falls forward in front of you, a seal. The little head looks up. Uh, There's a question in its eyes. And then turns white. It is gone. It is gone and done like dinner. Finally. We're out of combat. I want to describe something, however. I don't know if you remember, but when when Pomeransky was um, fricasseed and he fell, his arm tripped this lever in the center of the table. Uh Oh, Oh, yeah. Maybe we should have paid more attention to that at the time. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you want to do? Mm. I run over to the lever and I try to move it back to its previous position. Okay. So the moment you run over there, you smell something that is familiar, especially to you, Vessel. Old Bosford is abandoned by all living, all breathing things because of a certain gas that ekes up beneath the ground. No. And as you approach, as you approach, you smell that. And it is coming up from and around this lever. So are you going to tell anyone about that? Uh, Yes. (laughs) I know that smell. It's gas. (laughs) (laughs) 
Is it Pomeransky, like, off gas? It's not from the chicken. It's a poison gas. Oh, shit. There is a lot of writing on this table here. If you're able, it may shed some light onto why. What language is it in? An arcana check might uh, might help you figure out what's uh, what's. Going I just on. need to check which languages I speak. It's magic. Oh, magic it's language. Magic list. Okay. Can I do a Can I do a little uh, uh, non combat y spell? Sure. We're out of combat, so yeah. No. Yeah. Well, oh, actually, it's a potion. I'm I'm just gonna take my my uh, my uh, bottled breath out of my bag and. Uh, Inhale it, and now I don't need to breathe for an hour. I did just re- roll a 20 minus one because of my stupidity um, on a, a, an arcana check. Really? Oh, okay. You look at it, though, and though you aren't a magic practitioner, there's something about it that reminds you of the warning symbols that are all around the city related to the gas it, it seems that at at some point during the history of Old Bosford, uh, magic was used to try to contain the gas that was uh, seeping up from uh, below ground. And this looks somewhat like that, but that's all you can really tell. As a non-magic user, I can't um, give you more than that, even though you were... All right, something. I'm a magic user. <laughs> I'll head over with my... my my pestilent fly cloak and whatever, I'll just go over and read the magic thing. <laughs> if it's not too much of a bother for you. Well, you know, whatever. I'm... Well, roll me an arcana check then. All right. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so Amic, looking super confident, walks up, I've got this. I'm totally great. Look at my flies. I can read that. It's from words. Absolutely. But I'm not going to tell you what they are because I hate you. So fuck you all. I mean, unless a six does it. <laughs> no. You look, no. It, you step up. Uh, though you keep on a brave face, it is, uh, it's gibberish. Uh, maybe the flies are in your eyes. It's hard to tell. Asil, do you want it? Take a shot. I do. Uh, All right. <laughs> Arcana. Yeah. Um, sorry. What's the modifier? Oh, I've got an eighteen. Brilliant. So you look at it, and though it is confusing at first, as a cleric, this isn't a language that you are super familiar with. But upon closer study, you see similarities to your own language, and. Oh. It appears to say something to the effect of pull lever and poison citizens hiding in their cave. Something to that effect. <laughs> That's very specific. That's so specific for a gist. No, no, no. Right, let me just say that again. Pull lever to kill population. Let's just say that. Pull lever to kill population no one said <laughs> that he was a copywriter <laughs> all right well if i talk out loud then i then i lose my uh bottled breath ability so, so you I, you charade it no <laughs> i pick up a piece of pomeranski's chalk that he was working with and i and i draw an arrow pointing to the lever 
And then I draw a skull and crossbones, which, as we know, is the universal symbol for poison, I suppose. Pirate. I could have And I, I, I shake my head. I shake my head. No, no, no. So then I write the word pirate, and then I cross it out. I was like, <laughs> oops. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, so as I see her struggling to write, I will reach out to her with my awakened mind and say, You know, we can just talk <laughs> brain to brain, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. So, uh, but, I and the lever's already pulled? Yes, it's anyway. pulled. Oh. So why are we wasting time when everybody's dead? Let's go. And... Okay. It's too late. We lost. He pulled the lever like half an hour ago, man. Wait, only like 30 seconds. <laughs> really? The, the combat, like a mo- oh, sure. everything's happening in six second in- increments. So then we push the lever back. Russell tried that. So uh, Snuggle Bunny goes, What's going on here? Uh, really, we have no idea. We've just been fumbling along. <laughs> the, she looks like Revelana. We still don't know what that means. <laughs> I, the, the pearl necklace we should smash. <laughs> we don't know. We were hoping you could tell us, helicopter monkey. I, and, <laughs> <laughs> I jump up and down and I point at the lever and the, the word... Which I've accidentally added an extra S, actually. So it says poisson. So he looks at it and he goes, poison. <laughs> uh, looks like he's probably going to kill everybody with the pull of that lever. Why don't I take the flea guy? I'll fly down to um, uh, help out the other folks. And maybe, um, well, I don't know, maybe maybe we can save them. Why don't you guys uh, clean up here and uh, flea kid and I will take care of this. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sure. Or I could just I stay here, uh, maybe. Um, no, no, no. You go do your thing. We don't. We're just. We're just fumbling along. I make a really good goulash. You know, save the people. In. Cook later. Just go. Yeah, we're good. We got all this chicken. So much chicken. <laughs> all right. So he grabs Kapitch. Kapitch. Kapitch is um, confused, but um, no one is reacting badly. So he kind of goes with the flow and i give him a chicken i put a chicken in his hands to go all right so they bugger off <laughs> it's a to-go chicken so then we'll search the room especially those trunks that revelana could be locked in phil is phil's dying not vessel phil. <laughs> <laughs> all right we're 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 in a strange yes, we place are. now. I'm so. gonna check one of, the, one of the crates. I'm really sad right now because one of the when I was choosing my objects and weapons and things, there was a a, a thing you could sprinkle on any food to make it taste delicious. Yeah, dust of deliciousness. <laughs> um, I really wish I had chosen to take that right now. <laughs> okay. So um, there are some crates, there's some bookshelves, and then there are four cells here. I look in one of the cells, the one that's directly behind me. Okay. And I will look in one of the other cells. We'll open all the cells at once. Okay. I will look in another cell. 
So Vessel, you go, uh, you go up here, and you see uh, a cell with uh, some human bones in the. Oh room. God, poor Revelana. Yep, that's not the one. Oh no, <laughs> um, Rue, where do you go? To the the other cage thing. Up here. Yeah. Door number two. What's behind it? Ooh, a creepy dude. So. In there, you see a little boy, and he's blinking and rubbing his eyes. He looks up to you, and he says, Holy smoke, is that that you? It's Kyle! Kyle? Kyle? OG Kyle? My goodness, I've got my body back. (gasps) You're welcome. What? Are you just going to leave him in the cage? You... No, I've totally. got sleight of hand. I'll, we'll let I'll him get out. him out. Okay. Well, let's just move forward. You And while that happens, we'll check the other two cages. Do you want me to roll for some sleight of hand action? You free the um, rather emaciated looking Kyle. Asil, do you want to, which one do you want to check? I'll check the one across the way. You see two rather shriveled looking corpses. They look like... They're covered with stitches, and each of them has a uh, large sort of Y incision on their chest. But they're not alive. They're not zombies. It looks they they kind of look like experiments. Oh my god! That's what you see. And then Amic, you're over here. You're gonna look at the last cage. Sure thing. Sitting there. Oh my goodness! It looks just like my my pirate friend. <laughs> Huddled in the corner. Oh, is Revelana? <gasps> she's she's unconscious, but she appears to be alive. Well, interesting. I go over to see what he's looking at, and I will revive her. I'll go and I'll you know poke her until she wakes up. <laughs> poke, 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 poke. A wonderful Revelana's awake. Poke, 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 poke. <laughs> so her eyes open and she's like, Lord Amic, I trust you're not here to kill me? Mm, thinking about it, but probably not. It's getting late. It's late. Don't kill her, Amic. Don't you dare. I storm over. I storm over. Okay. You come on over. And the moment you you get close, she is struck by how you look. She has the mirror reaction that you had upon first seeing her she says who might you be i am ruanet red prothro you must be revelana yes i have never seen you no you get a sense as a as a as a seer that her confusion isn't that she's never actually seen you in person but that she has never actually seen you in her visions Where are you from? Uh, That's a good question. (laughs) Who is your family? Well, I didn't really know my mother, but my father was a great sea captain. And don't you dare call him a pirate. I know I've done his name wrong. But he left me this, and I unsheathe the Kraken's eyelash. What are you doing with my sword? Your sword? And she she has a moment. She says that, but the moment it comes out of her mouth, she's like, oh, wait, no. No, that is almost identical to my sword, save for this. And then she she points to 
the inside of the hangard, and you see there is a little rune written on the inside in a place that you would never think to look. Yours is different than mine. I, I don't understand. I think we need to talk, but not now. Did, did he cast his spell? Who? Mm, you mean the poison that everyone in the world when you pull the lever spell? She rushes out of, she rushes past you, Rue. Doesn't bowl you over, but she rushes out. She looks at the table and she says, quickly, we must get to the cavern. So with that, we uh, move forward. We flit through time. And with Vessel's help, you, you get out of old Bosford. Past the wall, uh, you're now in New Bosford, uh, nearby where the vampire wannabes were selling water not so long Mm. ago. Um, You see a few sated. The moment they see you, they step aside. For in the doorway is Kapitch. And standing next to him is, looking much better than he was the last time you saw him, They wave at you to follow them, and you're escorted down into a cavern underneath the city of of New Bosford. Not not that I myself have forgotten, but could you remind our listeners who (laughs) Buck is? I mean, I didn't didn't forget at all. I have no idea. So Buck was the flea that was being used by the vampires? Oh, yeah. The emaciated hey. flea. So Buck, standing alongside Kapitch, wave you forward and escort you down, down to the cavern. You enter this large space, which is completely empty. But standing in the middle is Poe Bear. First, I just want to say, hey, Poe Bear. <laughs> and then I go, oh, shit. Now I talked and I've lost my That's interesting because spell. in the air, you smell, though it does, it's not at a point now that um, it is any danger to you, you smell the distinctive uh, caustic aroma of the gas that was released by Pomeransky. Well, guess we're all going to die. Great. But it, like I said, it is uh, it is not as uh, pungent as it uh, could have been. You get the feeling that the doors and windows have been opened, and it's um, it's lost its potency. You, you, the fact that you aren't retching and uh, dying uh, is also a really good indication. But there are no people here. I say, where are all the people? To to Polbear? Yes, Polbear. Polbear looks at you guys and he says, "Yo, I'm so glad you came." Here's the thing. The gas, the moment we caught a whiff of it, everybody hopped inside. And Poe Bear opens up his pajama pocket. And inside, you see (laughs) what amounts to hundreds of people all huddled together in in the safety of his uh, PJ pocket. Well, if everybody's safe in your PJ pocket, what more is there to do? Goodbye. Well, they can't live in a CJ pocket forever. Well, with that, <laughs> um, one by one, they all start to crawl out 
just like you did, birthing from Poe's PJ pocket. I dry heave in the corner. This is gross. <laughs> I would if I could dry heave. As all of this is happening and as the room is filling up, Sanguininsky appears next to you all. In his, in his arms, he has a basket. And in the basket are a bunch of the black pearls that Neferata's necklace was made of. He says, When the waif is coming down river, the blunder beasts, all of them taking out pearl and killing themselves. They all washing down to sea after this. There you are. You have, <laughs> you have, um, I'd say about 300 of these pearls now, each with a soul echoing inside of it. There's only one thing to do, everyone, and I, we'll spill the pearls on the ground and we'll all jump on them. We'll smash all the pearls. Yes. It brought Kyle back to life. It'll bring back everyone. Let's go. <laughs> Stomp them like grapes. And as you do that, Far off, you hear some zombies waking up very confused. <laughs> you also hear the sound of spirits unable to find their bodies, Oops. mournfully Sorry. wailing, <laughs> Oops. and walking up and down the streets of New Bosford. Oh, well, serves you right for trying to eat us. <laughs> and um, if there's if there's anything else, if you guys, if any of your characters want to say anything, uh, why don't I give you a chance for that? If not, I think we've reached the end of our adventure. I reach into my bag and I take out something that was given to me a long time ago by someone who was very important to me. It's a black pearl that looks exactly like the ones that we have. And I say, Sanguininsky, have I been walking around carrying someone's soul? Sanguininsky takes it in his hand and he says, My dear, I would say yes. Who gave you this? It was someone who took me in when I was abandoned by my family. She had a, a strange life of survival on the streets and she taught me everything I know. Did you see where she went? No, I haven't seen her in a very long time. Well, her soul is tormented inside, Pearl. If you loved her, you must break it. Set her free. I can't do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Grab Vess a Pearl and I'm going to smash it. Oh, no, no. Are you really? Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, try to do a dexterity. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, a seal roll, roll, uh, roll dex too to uh, oppose him trying to pull it away from. You. I only roll an eight. Would you roll a seal? A one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. You have it, Amic. Why not smash it, set it free? Right. Boom. It's the right thing to do. You're right. So I jump on it, smash it. <laughs> Far away, in a land only you know, Asil, a pair of eyes in the dark open 
for the first time in decades. And that is where we will end this episode. What? <laughs> Yay! Well, that sounded ominous. <laughs> is that? I thought that was our last episode. Do we have one more? No. <laughs> no, I just, I'm just, I'm just jamming. That's a seed for another time. <laughs> another time. See, because I had this black pearl that I had wanted when I was building my character, and Michael was like, ah, I don't know, why do you want this black pearl? He said, okay, if you could come up with a backstory for the black pearl. So when it turned out we had these black pearls, I assumed they it, it must have something to do with them, but I think he just forgot I had a black pearl. <laughs> no, I did not. I never forgot. <laughs> that is why I called them black pearls. But I didn't know you were going to do that. I didn't know. Mm. Like, I had no idea what you were going to do with it. But <laughs> it was your selection that kind of planted the seed for the idea of the uh, wow. soul pearls. Wow. That's it, guys. Thank you so much. And thank you for my God. Thank you. Yay. Thank you, guys. <laughs>